today's big question is, what are you doing with your heart and your mouth and your eyes? I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. Let's dive into episode 66 today as we take a look at Proverbs 4, 23 through 25. We're going to read it and talk about the language or the meaning and then connect it to our everyday life by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get to all that, let's pray. Father, it feels like it's been a long weekend for me already, and I feel like my tongue is twisted and the words aren't going to come out right, and I need your help. I can't do this without you. I pray that you would use this time how you want it to be used, and that, Spirit, you would open the word to our understanding, that you would teach us each the things that we need to know, and that we learn it in such a way that it affects our lives, that it's not just head knowledge, that it's heart knowledge as well. This time is yours, Father. Do with it as you please. In Jesus' name, amen. We're in Proverbs 4, 23 through 25, a little bit longer verses. Guard your heart above all else, for it is the source of life. Don't let your mouth speak dishonestly and don't let your lips talk deviously. Let your eyes look forward, fix your gaze straight ahead. Overall, chapter four is a warning to follow righteousness and avoid wickedness. We're in the fifth conversation between a father and his son. And the big idea here is that wisdom is worth getting and keeping. This chapter is made up of three discussions on the value of wisdom. And if you've been following along with us every day, you may have noticed that we just jumped ahead. Several verses. We're in the middle of the third discussion today. We left off in the second discussion on Friday. Now, to catch you up on what we jumped over, this section once again opened with a dad telling his son, this is important, listen up, that what he's teaching him, the wisdom of God, is life. It is the very life for him. But before we dive into these verses today, let me explain why we skipped some verses. Up to this point, we've been covering each and every verse. But I've spent the last few weeks digging into what Grace in the Gravel Road is really meant to be. I've been thinking about it and praying about it and talking to some other people about it. And it's very clear that teaching and training in wisdom for living is a huge part of it. But the format of this particular broadcast isn't ideal for the direction that we want to go. It's going to take time away from the essential things that God's asking me to do. But I absolutely don't want to just drop this in the middle. So we are going to finish out this first section. We're going to continue through the first section of Proverbs, which is up through chapter nine. And this portion is all about wisdom. So it makes sense for us to finish it. If you're a podcast listener, you can just consider that season one. However, this is what we're going to change up. We're going to skip over the portions that we've already covered. You may have noticed if you've been with us that Proverbs is very repetitive in this time. Hebrew poetry uses repetition to look at the same subject in slightly different ways. And so we've had kind of the same discussions about wisdom in slightly different language in the past number of weeks. Until we get to the end of chapter nine, we are going to kind of take out some of that repetition, but we will hit all the good stuff, all the new stuff, not good stuff. It's all good. That gives you a heads up on what's to come. So where are we today? 
This is the third discussion in chapter four, and it's called The Straight Path. If you've been with me for any length of time, you'll recognize that as a description of the way of wisdom, of walking through life according to the wisdom of God. And the rest of the verses in this chapter, we're going to cover them all because they're sort of a set. It's a series of exhortations or instructions on what that might look like, practical teaching on how to walk that path, how to walk that way of wisdom. So now that you have some context, let me read you the verses again for today. Guard your heart above all else, for it is the source of life. Don't let your mouth speak dishonestly. Don't let your lips talk deviously. Let your eyes look forward. Fix your gaze straight ahead. We have three main instructions here, and they center around three different body parts. Guard your heart, control your mouth, and keep your eyes fixed on what's important. Our heart, in the context of scripture, is the center of who we are, the core of our true selves. It's where our decisions and emotions spring from. It's not our physically beating heart. It makes sense that this critical portion of ourselves should be guarded and should be protected. Scripture says a lot of things about our hearts. Here are a few of them. Mark 7, 21 through 23 says that from human hearts come all sorts of evil things. Ezekiel eleven nineteen says, and I will give them one heart and a new spirit I will put within them. I will remove the heart of stone from their flesh and give them a heart of flesh. Second Corinthians five seventeen says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. That new heart, that new creation is worth guarding. Warren Wearsby says, the heart is the master control of the life. Isn't that a great word picture? The master control of life. A wrong heart always produces a wrong life. To allow sin into the heart is to pollute the entire life. The unexamined life is not worth living, says Socrates. The Lord is pondering or examining our lives, and there's a whole bunch of references for that, and we must examine them too. Live in God's word, and he will protect your path, direct your path, and perfect your path for the glory of Jesus Christ. This verse gives us one of the most important practical duties of the Christian life because our heart affects everything that we are, everything that we say, everything that we do. So we need to take responsibility and be diligent in that task, in the guarding of our hearts. The second task is to control our mouth. Verse 24 says, don't let your mouth speak dishonestly and don't let your lips talk deviously. We started with the heart. Because Jesus says in Luke 6.45, a good person produces good out of the good stored up in his heart. An evil person produces evil out of the evil stored up in his heart. For his mouth speaks from the overflow of his heart. How do you control your mouth? How do you keep it from dishonesty and corrupt speech? By guarding your heart. Proverbs 8.12-13 says, I, wisdom, share a home with shrewdness and have knowledge and discretion. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate arrogant pride, evil conduct, and perverse speech. Wisdom is a source of knowledge and discretion, and wisdom hates perverse speech. Proverbs 10.32 says, The lips of the righteous know what is appropriate, but the mouth of the wicked only what is perverse. Or we have said before that that means ungodly. Living on the straight path or walking with wisdom produces righteous speech. Verse 25 moves to the last body part of the day, our eyes. It says, let your eyes look forward, fix your gaze straight ahead. Our eyes need to be looking where we're going. 
looking down the straight path, gazing straight ahead. Proverbs 17, 24 says the discerning sets his face towards wisdom, but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. I used to ride motorcycles, much to the dismay of my mother. I learned how to ride as a young adult. I didn't grow up with motorcycles as a kid. Now, one of the first things they teach you in motorcycle driving school is where you look, you will go. Your body and then your bike will follow your gaze. Your head, your body, and then your bike will follow your gaze, follow where you're looking. So if I get distracted by something on the ground, odds are I'm going down. Especially for an inexperienced biker, you need to be looking where you want to go. In the same way, when we're walking our life on the way of wisdom, our gaze needs to be straight ahead, looking forward to the source of wisdom. Hebrews 12, 1 through the end of 1 to the beginning of 2nd verse says, Therefore, since we also have such a large cloud of witnesses surrounding us, let us lay aside every hindrance and the sin that so easily ensnares us. Let us run with endurance the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. Let's ask ourselves some questions. First, are you taking responsibility to guard your heart seriously? When do you tend to let your guard down and what are some practical ways that you might be guarding your heart? Are you doing a good job of controlling your speech? What does your speech say about your heart? Think about your day-to-day life. What are your eyes looking at most of the time? Today's big question is, what are you doing with your heart and your mouth and your eyes? If you want a place to see and answer the questions and can keep track of them because I asked you a lot right there. We send out a set of free journal pages each Sunday evening in an email. And if you want to get on the list to receive that email, go to getwisdom.link backslash email. Getwisdom.link backslash email. Happy to send those out to you on Sunday night too. As for me, every time I hear the idea that we speak out of the overflow of our heart, I have always tend to think about bad language, vulgar language, cursing. And as I was thinking about it this morning, I realized that that's such a small part of it. Such a small part of it. Is what's coming out of my mouth kindness or patience or cheerfulness? Am I using humor at others' expense? Am I assuming something about someone else's motives and then speaking as if that's true? Is there love in my words? You know, the kind of sacrificial kind of love that Jesus showed. Is there forgiveness in my words over and over and over? Obviously, I didn't think that the bar for my speech was as low as just not cursing. But I'm not sure I really thought about how I can judge my heart by what I am speaking. I'm not sure I really thought about patience and kindness in my speech as being an overflow of my heart. At least it struck me that way today. I'm sure I've thought of that before, but that's what was really convicting me today about what the ones closest to me see in my heart on a daily basis. Is it kindness? Is it cheerfulness? Is it love? Is it forgiveness? Is it patience? How about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? This broadcast is brought to you by Grace on the Gravel Road, and it's my goal to lead you in both truth and the tools that will allow you to live that truth out in your life. Before we go today, I have an announcement for you. Next week, which is September 14th through 19th, I am going to do a development run of a new program. If you're feeling distant from God, or you feel like you're just surviving life and not living with any joy, or feeling like that abundant life that Jesus promised us is kind of out of reach, you're not there right now, this is for you. This is all about living in joy. It's in the development stage. So I want to offer you a founder's experience. Before I let it loose in the world, I want to invite you to join me on this founder's run, which is an experience that will be totally different than the DIY course that will come out when it's complete. 
This experience will get be like a super fun week of community learning together. It'll be guided, taught, and coached by me each day in a Facebook group. There will be teaching and tools and Q&A opportunities and just a lot of fun, as well as a deep dive into what it means to be living with joy. What does that actually mean? We aren't supposed to just be getting a few drops of it now and then and sometimes being able to hold on to that. We are meant to be experiencing so much joy that we are just literally swimming in it. Now, if you're interested in joining me in this Founders Experience, you're going to get way more for way less than you will when the DIY course is out. So if you're interested at all in that, jump in with me. You can go to graceonthegravelroad.link backslash joy for all the details. Beyond that, let's close in prayer. Lord, we don't want wisdom just for our own success. Not interested in all the trappings of success that this world brings. I'm interested in your wisdom so that we can know you better and love you better, so that we can love the people around us better, so that our lives can glorify you, can honor you. So give us that kind of wisdom, the kind of wisdom that changes our hearts, that transforms us into the likeness of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all so much for being with me today. We will be back again on Wednesday. So if you have found this broadcast on Grace and the Gravel Road's Facebook page helpful, invite a friend to join us on Wednesday. If you're a podcast listener, subscribe, share it with a friend. Until next time, you guys, I hope you have a fantastic week.